0: your own voice though john
1: oh i know i'm just saying
0: hello hey that's better why is it weird what's weird i'm just saying john's never john's never spoken with
1: headphones on in my head it sounds muffled all right god i'm not a professional like you guys you got that right oh wait this is pretty mickey mouse
0: Welcome to What's the Deal, the Seinfeld review show that just wants to be friends. Each week we dissect every episode of Seinfeld in chronological order. With me today, as always, is Christopher Young. Hi. And a special guest host, Mr. Jonathan Grady. Hello. I'm Cameron Wong and this is episode 39, er and today we'll be looking at season three, episode 24, The Keys. And you have the keys to my heart, listeners. You have the keys to my heart.
2: Hey, Chris. Hey, Cam. Where's Patrick? I don't know. Why did you say 3-9-er? 3-9-er. Yeah, I feel like that's, uh, like you're an airport controller person.
0: I am. No, that's my job. Well, I don't know. Where is Patrick? Where is Patrick? I'll be happy to tell you. Patrick is in the Comox Valley.
2: What the hell does that mean?
0: It's a place. All right. It's on on Vancouver Island. It's just north of here. There's some trees. Do you know where guests go to? Emily did go. It's true. Okay. Uh, do you know our guest host? Uh, have you ever met John Grady before?
2: John Grady, I'm familiar with his work. Oh,
0: really? Well, uh, John, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, uh, I'm a longtime listener myself, avid fan of the show, and uh, I'm absolutely ecstatic to be to be on the show today. You know, I'm. Uh, I don't, I don't claim to be the same ex- expertise as these, the normal three guys, but I'm going to uh, bring a little something different to the table tonight, so we'll see what happens.
0: Wow, it's just like the hallway interview. It's like,
2: I'm Dan Murphy.
1: That's right. God. John Grady's like a consummate Murphy.
2: professional, ladies
1: and gentlemen, <laughs> so
2: you're in for a treat. Uh, so, uh,
0: John, as the guest, yes. why don't you tell us, uh, how's it going this week?
1: Oh, it's going fantastic. It's going what? fantastic. It's been a good week, you know. The weather's been all right. Mm-hmm. Today's a little gloomy, but it, overall, it's been nice, you know. Been been looking forward to doing this show for the last couple of days. And, uh, yeah, you know, It's a solid time. Okay, well,
0: that's good. You? Did uh, you go anywhere this week? See no, no, any movies?
1: No, no, no movies. Nothing like that. This week's been a lot of it's. It's the middle of summer, mm-hmm. uh, and you know my my work keeps me extremely busy and tied down. As uh you and I used you would know, as Cameron and I used to work together, uh in the meat business. <laughs> and, you, and from that business is, you, is where I get my expertise. <laughs> now I mean
0: Did you expand
1: as, upon as, our meat as, business? If, <laughs> as many of you are probably laughing as Chris is right now. It's not actually as funny as it sounds. I am... <laughs> no, we took our stripping very seriously. We took it very very stern faces as you're spinning around the pole.
2: Uh, Those much... ladies don't like to see smiles. No smiles, just Whoa. lots of things spinning like an airplane. Ruins board. it for them.
0: It
1: certainly ruined it for me. Oh, good. This is exactly what I was expecting. It's... Uh...
0: <laughs> This is the show that everyone's been waiting for. This
1: is, this is the season. This is the show.
0: All right. So even though John didn't quite get there, uh, we we worked uh, cutting cutting meat, steaks, that's correct, chicken, yep, lamb,
1: yes, pork, all of the above,
0: all of those bison, things.
1: bison, or yeah. bison if you're one of the less <laughs> educated people. <don't laughs> if you're there.
0: someone that doesn't uh, know too much about that, no, that's okay. correct. Uh,
2: Christopher Young, how are you this week? I'm good. I uh, had a really good day today. Uh, Cameron, you'll be interested to know a friend of mine who's an avid uh, comic book reader.
3: Hmm.
2: We went and saw Superman and he's like, you should come over and you should read some some, some comics. And so today I got through all of uh, All-Star Superman and House of M. How long did that take you? I mean, all day. Well, not all day. (laughs) From like 1 o'clock, one thirty to like... 8 o'clock, but we took a break and got some some drinks.
0: Oh, I see. Well, you know, Zoe's really the comic person, uh, and she's often been someone who, you know, she she might disagree with this when she's listening to this episode later, but has really uh, not been a fan of Superman, but the movie kind of put her in a Superman mood, and she's she's been reading some Superman as well recently.
2: Has she read All-Star Superman? I don't know. Okay. Have you read House of M? No.
0: Uh
2: I thought we were gonna be able to talk about this. I uh,
0: I don't have anything to say about any of it.
1: How did you like it, Chris?
0: I
2: enjoyed it thoroughly. That's good. Did did Superman fly in one of them? Nope. Not okay. one. Not not something he does anymore. Laser vision? Nope. No, he gave that up. He gave nope. it up. He, yeah. mostly, he mostly he mostly he mostly um kind of uh, swings around New York City with these things that shoot out of his 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 arms. Yeah. And uh, he cracks wise a little bit. He, uh, he's working in photography now. That's at right. The, uh, yeah. The Daily Planet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, perfect.
2: So, basically classic Superman. Classic.
0: <laughs> what else can you
2: ask for? Yeah. Well, I can ask for a lot, but that's what I got.
0: Great. Ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing, Cameron? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. But Let me tell you a little bit about how I'm doing. Please do. I do great. I, uh, I went to a restaurant today called Pig. Now, Chris, uh, there's nothing there for you.
1: <laughs> no, this is carnivores only.
0: Uh, but it was delightful, and I ate the most, like, ass-expanding poutine. It's a pulled pork poutine.
2: Big gobs mm-hmm. of pulled pork gravy. You, like, just lectured us on words we couldn't say. And then you get right in there with ass-expanding. You can say the word ass. Uh, all right
1: like as if a donkey was eating it correct yeah exactly yeah that's what i got from that what did you get from that chris donkey (laughs) uh
0: but it was fantastic and i also saw uh superman this week you you saw it as well christopher i did see it yep it's on friday Wait, I guess I saw it last week. I I had I mentioned it it on the episode last week. You see, this is the problem that's happening. This is
1: why I'm here. I'm here to keep the show at a good pace because you know you're backtracking.
2: Because God knows we don't do that
0: usually. Not
1: only are the two of you retelling stories that you've told in earlier episodes of What's the Deal?
2: Tell us about the meat (laughs) business, John.
1: (laughs) All the listeners. John,
2: tell us about that time you dropped the casserole tray. The the what? The apple Betty tray.
1: I feel like this is a story for Patrick to tell. What?
0: No, don't you remember? You were with your family. You were eating apple crisp, <laughs> and it was always great. And yep. you dropped it, and you ruined it. Did that, ruin it?
1: That was that's a life changing story. I don't want that to tell that on you
0: air. Tell about it. So <sighs> you know, I've got a little bit of follow up right now. a Little it's fu on the show, and uh, fu this week is fan update. What? Yeah, fu. So we got a little message here from. Kaushik C, Vaji. I think that's his name. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. It may be Do an acronym. Have in like Uzbekistan. Well, he's not from Uzbekistan, but let me read you his. <laughs> let, he won't listen to our show much longer if you're if you're not careful. Is it a stan? No. Did you know that Azerbaijan is a real place? Yes. Okay, so let me read <laughs> let me read his message unto the record. <laughs> Sounds fake. He says, "Love the show, guys." Hard to believe there's only 22 likes on Facebook. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> he says uh, he's a big fan of Seinfeld. He was searching for podcasts, and this one popped up. Uh, he's glad he started listening to it. And apart from what he's learning about Seinfeld, he's learning things about Canada and its culture.
1: And he uses an Android phone. That's true. Now,
0: Chris... uh <laughs> what?
1: Hey, you guys got extensively talking about phones last episode. I wanted to get in on the spiel. Yeah,
0: Kaushik it's... is from It's I Oh wow. This is I'm gonna butcher this. This is
1: not a real place.
0: Kaushik, I'm sorry. It's oh, pronounced dude. it's pronounced Tamil Nadu. And it's what? it's in, it's Could it in Tamil? Maybe it's maybe I don't no, I think it's Tamil.
2: E- do, you think maybe do you think maybe they're just getting these episodes of Seinfeld now, wherever this is? And like he thinks this is a current events show. No. I Camille. State of uh so anyhow,
0: it's uh it's a capital city. Uh it's in it's in India. So we have listeners oh. in India. I oh. actually
2: oh. we get Indian listeners. Hello, India.
3: Hello,
0: <laughs> India. Welcome to What's the Deal? It's very exciting, honestly, that they're uh that that we're having that sort of reach. Well, we did until I just said all that stuff. I mean he's he's gone. Yeah. As as per most of our listeners, you have alienated them. Chris
1: does not speak for the show. Please understand that. Yeah, he's just
0: on it. Basically, he doesn't represent the show in anywhere for
1: we didn't, uh, we didn't tell Chris this, but I'm actually auditioning to take over for Chris permanently. It's
0: going, it's going well so far, John. It's going very well.
1: Whereas Chris has alienated an entire huge population, I have yet to alienate anyone.
0: I mean, you also said it was a fake place.
1: It sounded fake. It sounded fake. All right.
0: I miss Patrick.
1: <laughs> so in
0: today's episode... Uh, season 3 episode 24 The Keys. Jerry, frustrated by Kramer's constant intrusions into his apartment, takes back his spare keys, which has a butterfly effect as keys are exchanged amongst the friends all the way through. And inevitably, Kramer out of devastation decides to yearn for a better life. And How move was forth- that
1: inevitable? That's what I was thinking also. My first question when he decided to do that was, was this going to happen if the key thing did not happen?
0: Yeah. Okay, like... well, okay, well, let's save it. Let's save it till we get there. Everyone save it. Just park it. I'm parked. Anyhow, Kramer yearns and decides that he has to take on his dream of being an actor in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, Elaine has a secret. Something she's been writing. It's Murphy
2: Brown cast. It's Murphy Brown.
0: Uh, So in the absence of our dear friend Patrick, I'll uh, serve as our guide this week. So uh, in the introduction, uh, Jerry talks about the appeal of infomercials late at night, specifically the Ginsu knives, and that uh, he decided to buy Ginsu knives.
1: Now, Now, Cameron, have you ever been persuaded by an infomercial to buy anything
0: I mean, I have in my life many products that were on infomercials. When I was a kid, I loved infomercials. And so we used to, like, get these awful infomercial gifts for Christmas all the time. So I had the Abflex. Oh. Yeah, the, the AbRoller. I remember
1: seeing that at your house. Did you yeah. have the thing that zaps your lazy butt? You know, that one.
0: Uh... Are you thinking of, like, Dr. Ho's massagers? <laughs> oh,
1: that was a no, I wasn't, but that's another one. That's another memorable uh, one.
0: I, I had a Dr. Ho massager in my life for a while, and it, it was not mine. It was, like, it was an ex-girlfriend's uh, mom's, and she, like, she had, like, back problems or something. So they got her this massager, but it didn't work very well. But, it, like, it did do its job. But it had frayed wires on, like, the Ooh, pads. Sounds so safe. Well, I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just this try it anyways. So, so un- I put is- it on, and I mean... My muscles were, like, twitching while I was getting shocked by this thing. It was the worst experience of my
2: life. I think I tried the Dr. Ho once. How was it? The same.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've also had a Dr. Ho's experience. Uh, Mine involved a little bit more recklessness, and we decided to, you know, try it on parts of the body that you're not supposed to. John great. before you (laughs) go there, Chris, it was actually the face. John... you're not supposed to put it on your face. Where does it say that? I don't know. Probably says, probably several places.
0: <laughs> yeah, all over the package. Yeah. It sends electrical impulses, like it
1: Well, you're this was years ago. All right. We um, were young. we've y-.
0: become so much wiser since then, clearly. Exactly.
1: Well, I've I'm obviously wise enough to never do that again. <laughs>
2: obviously. And I didn't
1: say put it on my face. We we coaxed a friend to put it on his face.
2: There you go. See? Alright. So what about
1: Ginsu knives though? You ever have a Ginsu knife? you know, to be honest with you, I don't even know what a Ginsu knife is. Oh. I've heard the term many times. I just know the, the whatever the super knife is, uh that's around these days where where that guy says his dad keeps telling him to add another knife to the deal. Mm. You know the one I'm talking about? I I know the knife, yeah. I don't know what the ginsu knife is though. Chris,
2: ginsu knife? Yeah, I mean I never had one, but I certainly certainly thought about it. And I thought this was basically the perfect monologue for uh for john to be guest starring on given his his butchery uh, that was my profession as well.
3: mm-hmm. and
2: he talks about uh all the different cuts of meat that the ginsu knife <laughs> can't or the other knives can't get through that you need the ginsu for now john's, john, john's meat dealings what's I've... the what's the toughest cut to cut well
0: we'll you, say you uh, ever
1: devein a heart john I have, that's, actually. That's not easy. That
0: takes a little bit of time. It's not easy,
1: but it's not, it's not hard. It has does nothing to do with your knife. I'd say the toughest piece of meat out there would be the Eye of Round. Oh, round, Eye yeah. of Round, yeah. Eye of Round looks it like a little like something talk. from Lord of the Rings. Uh, it definitely is not. Aww. What? No, I'm pretty sure was one of the hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was one of the hobbit swords. <laughs> <That's true.
0: laughs> so, you know, I actually had a set of Ginsu steak knives... I saw them at a dollar store and I was really excited because I remembered the infomercials. So I bought them and they were pretty good, but inevitably uh, the flimsy handle on all of them broke in a very dangerous manner as the blade would just like shoot out. Um, uh,
1: Tell me, can you explain the difference between a Ginsu knife and a regular chopping knife or what have you? Sure, sure.
0: A Ginsu knife uh, has a cheap plastic handle. That barely holds the blade in.
1: That's <laughs> and... right. I had,
2: I had one just completely fold back on me at work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Almost certainly. And then uh, it has the word Ginsu pressed into the metal of the blade.
1: And, uh, can it's it just cut cans?
0: Yeah, probably, I guess. I mean, it was sharp. It could probably cut one can before you'd need to sharpen it, though. As like any other... any other sharp knife.
2: Who needs to cut a
0: can? What if you're in the wilderness and you don't have a can opener? No,
1: you've never had that situation, Chris?
0: You know I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the opening scene of the episode, uh, we're at Jerry's and Jerry wakes up and he's wondering, why is he so thirsty? What is it about sleep that makes a man thirsty? Uh, and then he stumbles through the darkness, turns on the light, and there's Kramer, who's come in in the night using Jerry's spare key to get some popcorn.
1: Now I personally can't think of many things more frightening or startling than I live alone and if I would like, like Jerry does and if I came into my kitchen in the middle of the night and just another man was standing there I feel like that would be very frightening and I'm not a small person either but that would be extremely frightening even if it was someone you knew If you if I woke up in the middle of the night cam and you were standing there in my kitchen mm-hmm. and we've known each other for many years Yeah I would still be very frightened Absolutely yes. Yeah, He'd stab I
2: mean, you it, with a ginzu knife, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it would break. Yeah,
2: that's right. It, it defend himself with a can or an eye of <laughs> Two something.
1: cans, two cans.
2: Yeah. Yeah, cuz you get through the first one <laughs> and then you're just spent. Yeah, I mean I would be I would be terrified. Yes.
0: I don't like that idea at all.
1: Nope.
0: Um and, I mean, it was scary to me already. It felt like an episode of The X-Files. Jerry's walking in the dark and there's that door. You knew something was going to happen. But, I mean, you couldn't see Kramer. It was like he was hiding below the cabinets. And maybe the popcorn Steve. popper's down there.
1: Ah. Yeah, you see? You he does see? keep his liquor below below the cabinets as well, right? Hennigans. Hennigans. Uh, in
0: the next scene, uh, we're continuing. It's a series of little montages of Kramer basically causing Jerry distress. Uh... So Kramer is in Jerry's bathroom taking a bubble bath when Jerry has to go to the bathroom really badly. Also, Jerry comes home from a date that's going very well until Kramer emerges from his bedroom with another woman.
2: (laughs) All right, first of all, this montage, Jerry gets to do a lot of his scream yelling, which I enjoy. It is good. Yeah. And secondly, I don't really feel like either of their dates are very attractive.
1: I mean... I was waiting for this. And I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because I knew you and I would be on the same page here. Like, I
2: know that Jerry can do better. Kramer has just very low. Kramer's standards seem to be girls that are just very strange in bed. And I can already tell this girl kind of is. So this makes sense for Kramer. Although, like, the whole time I thought she was, like, she's just ignoring the situation. I'm like, oh, she's just texting on her Blackberry. And then I'm like, wait a minute. It's, like, 1991. (laughs) I don't know what she's doing with that thing.
0: Now, I just wrote down that Jerry's date seems like, quote, a nice, normal woman. Nope. So Where's Patrick? Where's Patrick? Patrick would back me up. Patrick would agree with me she... that this is just a nice, normal person.
1: I can agree with those exact words, yes. Yeah, but I also dated...
0: agree with Chris that he can do better. He's done he, better. He's done a lot better. But what does better mean? You guys are just Water going on... Yeah, We're talking stereotypically just, you're just attractive. Both? attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Well... You know what? Better doesn't just mean attractiveness. We guys. can say that there's room to grow here.
1: Yes, and we can. I'm sure we can all agree that Jerry with this woman is proving that he's not very shallow. There you go.
0: Now let me tell you this right now: automatic suspension of key privileges for having somebody over into your house to have sex in your bedroom.
2: They you know, didn't necessarily. It, they weren't. They had their clothes on.
0: Imply uh, uh, Kramer was like she was like peeling his shirt off.
3: They wonder what
1: they're chasing around. We've seen Kramer do this before, uh, or later, uh, if people have seen farther into the season, so he's done his little runaround with women before.
3: Yeah.
2: And this is so- just foreplay. Foreplay happens in Jerry's place, then, <laughs> then they move over. <laughs> it's no good. It's disgusting. I'll tell you this.
0: If you guys had my spare key, foreplay or not, if I come in here and you're with somebody... It's over. Well, that I was, want those keys back.
1: I was wondering the same thing. Where, what are your boundaries, Cam? For if you, you have a neighbor or just a close friend who you give your spare keys to, does that person have an all-access pass to your apartment? No, they have a no-access to my apartment. So your keys are for your use only. They're just keeping them in case you lose yours. That's right.
0: Unless it was an absolute emergency. Or you were like, out of town and needed to water their plants.
2: Sure. Is that plant watering keys?
0: Plant watering, cat feeding. Yeah. But, I mean, if I was in town and I came home and John had come in and, like, borrowed, like, a movie or a PlayStation game, I would be extremely irritated.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I agree with you. Absolutely.
2: But what if... Okay, 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 okay. But what if John was in there with a girl and they were just, you know, playing a little bit of...
1: Would you, basically, Call what of Chris duty. is asking yeah. <laughs> is, would you assist me getting laid, as in be my wingman, and then later on get mad at me?
0: No, I would. <laughs> yeah, why not? I would ruin it for you, and I'd want my keys back, and I want you to leave. Mm. No, I'm not joking, John, go. <laughs> get up out of here and leave. No, seriously, are you kidding, Chris? <clears throat> I don't know about A yeah, little bit. I guess
2: what? You know what? Eh. Just, just, What well, if it was
1: Chris? Just yeah, wait, and Chris living across the country too. But somehow he gets one of your spare keys. Getting It took of
2: effort to get that girl into your place. No, would wait, you still wait, be wait, mad at Chris? My place was way too messy, and you know, I wanted like... to impress her with and my I quote. Well, this hey, place Chris, isn't good clean.
1: To see you. Good luck with your, you know, intentions there. Come talk to me when you're done.
0: I mean that, that would I can't say the words on this show that I would say to Chris, but it wouldn't <laughs> be any of those ones.
1: And I believe you. I believe every single word you're saying. The word,
0: Absolutely. His name would be in the sentence. The part Chris was correct, but everything else was wrong. No way. I mean, I don't want that act being done anywhere on my furniture, my floor, my bed, my bathroom
1: anywhere in here what if no <laughs> what, if, what if down the road you own a house and you're having guests over and they're in the guest room
0: yeah but i don't i don't own a house and even then still no you don't it's not an all-access pass to my house i tell you what if you told me in advance hey i'm going on a date my place is awful you know if, could i like use your guest bedroom tonight that would be okay
1: I feel like that would be a really awkward conversation.
0: No, that's just what I just said there. Yeah, that'd be fine. I'd be more than happy to accommodate that, but you, you can't... It can't be a pop-in.
2: You can't surprise
0: <laughs> me.
3: <them.
2: laughs> <Well,
1: laughs> let's hope it's not a pop-in.
2: <laughs> I think it would depend on the situation. It would depend on what I came in and saw you guys in the middle
3: oh.
2: of. You know... I think I'd be okay as long as you weren't like messing with my records.
1: We gotta spell str- this so out pretty quick here. Okay, well, Chris, well, maybe right now... Maybe
2: Cameron do? I mean, you guys, you, I'm I'm all the way out in Toronto. I'm pretty much Chris. You know, what,
0: what would you do, Chris? What would you What would you realistically allow?
2: I mean, I gotta be honest. The bar is pretty high for what I'd be really mad about. Like you'd have to be messing with my stuff. Do you mean the bar is pretty low? I think. Uh, no. I think. I think it would be a little bit weird at so first. Your bar would
0: l- really be high. You you wouldn't be
2: upset. I don't know. So well, what, you're telling
3: what me if you I hadn't
2: I- gotten laid in a long time, and I come and I know that, and I come home and it's like, oh, huh? I don't want to. I don't want to mess this up for Cameron. But
0: Ooh. if I had one of your Al Green records on, then you'd be <laughs> mad.
2: <laughs> well, no, if you'd like left one of my Al Green records like on the platter and like the sun was out and it could melt, that would be a problem. But if you like, if you like put it back in the proper sleeve, so,
1: so what we're saying is Cameron's getting day sex because the sun is out. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I come home in the afternoon and you're like, oh, Chris, you know, to bring think- a
1: to bring us all back down to earth here, Cam, yeah. I would, in this conversation, as much as I, I normally side with Chris, if this was my place, I would absolutely be with you. Okay, <laughs> I would be you. disgusted <laughs> and completely shocked. And it wouldn't What matter, if I it said was I was practicing for a play? No, I don't support the <laughs> arts.
0: <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness, because I was just sitting here like, "What have I gotten myself into?" Without Patrick this week, normally Patrick is the one that backs me up on Chris's true <laughs> Chris's plans, and Absolutely. I was worried that in any second now you'd be like, "It's it's open season, whatever you want."
2: <laughs> well, I don't take the plastic off my couch, so say, me. Well,
1: a little Windex and wipe it down. You're going to go. So the inevitable. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm irrevocable... kidding. I'm kidding. I
2: do take the plastic off my couch. <laughs>
0: The end result of the scene is that Jerry demands the return of the keys and wrestles with Kramer for the keys. And in the next scene, we see that Jerry has, in fact, taken the keys back from Kramer. And he's handing them over to Elaine to be the new, uh, the new spare key holder.
2: The key master, if you will. I will.
1: Nice. Good choice. Would, would you nice. see? Were you surprised that he chose Elaine yes. and not George? Absolutely, yes. I would have gone George. I thought he would have picked George. George A and as we go over this in this episode, has no job, Mm -hmm. no prospects, Mm -hmm. no girlfriend. Mm -hmm. He's you call him, he is there to give you your keys. Pretty much. That's that was my thinking, my game plan, and I feel like it's kind of a yeah. That's that's some solid armor right there. Yeah, I think
0: (laughs) I I think George is the good choice because that gives George some meaning in his life. And God knows he needs some. You're he giving, really he does. Have
1: a a boost. Absolutely. He's the key yeah. holder. Yeah. Um, it's like it's
2: like he's it's like in a wedding where you get the little kid to be the ring bearer. It's not a difficult job, and people get to say how good a job he did with it. So Fair just enough. Something yeah. congratulatory. Easy. Uh, what's, the, what's the oldest you think you can like? You can't. What's the oldest you think <laughs> you can ask someone to be the ring bearer at your wedding before it's it's embarrassing? I think like any you don't age. you don't see like a, a 20 year old ring bearer. You don't see anybody that can, you know, do anything more than just stand still and and balance a pillow.
1: Now, what if you have uh, one of the groomsmen as I've been a best man and I was carrying the ring? Does that count as the ring bearer? Because that's, that's, that's embarrassing, John.
2: That's <laughs> embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Any any yeah. age, Chris, anyone can can hold the rings. It's no, the it's man. for best kids. Man. I mean, it is the job that they give kids if there's kids in the wedding party. But I mean, like if I were getting married today, I don't know any kids.
1: You're a teacher, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no you know Lots of kids. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I guess I have a cousin who's maybe like ten. I guess is that? But I mean, it's too
1: old. They got to be like barely walking.
0: Hmm. yeah they gotta be cute barely walking well you, know, you don't they... give it to like a toddler crawling on the ground they put the ring in their mouth and swallow it John yeah, sure there's it. lots
1: of people watching they won't let them swallow it
0: I can't wait to go to your wedding there's like a toddler writhing on the floor
1: a ring in its soaking mouth soaking in a diamond <laughs> there'll be one face down in the in the fountain you know there's toddlers everywhere
2: what's <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> the, what's the <laughs> face down it's the fountain dead kids everywhere at your wedding
0: i know the title for this week's episode of what's the deal (laughs) it's called our worst episode yet
1: (laughs) i totally agree
0: this is gonna be a fan favorite
3: oh god uh
0: so the
2: end result of this
3: you know who i bet is
2: loving this right now mikey seeps but patrick is like shows in good hands
1: oh i'm just cementing patrick's spot here for years to come (laughs)
2: You thought you were auditioning for my spot? Nope. (laughs) So uh, what ends up happening in this scene
0: is uh, Kramer bursts in, and he says he doesn't want the keys back. He can't take them. He's clearly upset, but out of all this, he feels that he has been freed from the weight of having the keys. Uh, But he would like his keys back, and Jerry eventually obliges and hands him what appears to be like a giant Dungeon Master's key, like the old... (laughs) The the you know those like giant like brass rings like mm-hmm. the, yeah he's got well basically one of those absolutely for Kramer. Wait, and, I,
1: I was thinking I have written down uh, like a like a warden for a jail,
0: sure, but like an old time jail I bet a,
1: an old timey jail
0: yeah. Uh, and so the scene ends, and in the next scene we're at Monk's, and Kramer is auditioning a new friend to be uh, his key buddy, to be Key Brothers, Key Brothers, and that person is none other than George Costanza.
1: My first overall draft pick. <laughs>
0: um, so, Kramer, I don't know about this. I feel like it'd be too much pressure to have Kramer's keys. I feel like he'd be calling me at like 3 a.m.
1: I get the same feeling, absolutely.
0: If you had to pick, Chris, who would you pick? One of the Seinfeld characters to be the person that's holding your spare keys. Seinfeld? Jerry. Yeah, I that's... agree. Jerry's my number one pick.
1: Well, but if you're Jerry, it's oh. George.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah but if
1: you're you then it's jerry absolutely
2: yeah but if you're yeah i agree if you're jerry it's george
1: all right well we're there that was a quick discussion it was
0: and uh so eventually kramer begins to denigrate george and his uh position and status in life tells him that he's got nothing going on he can barely see
2: he's got the same amount going on as kramer does I can barely see you, George. Well,
1: Kramer had a woman at least in this episode. Yeah, that's true. Do you have true. a woman?
2: Do you
0: have any prospects at all? <laughs> like uh, what
1: kind of friend is Kramer right now? I anyways? mean, he's bad just,
0: friend. Like, he's crashing like he—he's like a missile hitting George Towers, and George Dang. Towers just is crumbling. Uh, I mean, Kramer seems in this scene like a drug addict coming down from a high. Like he's just—he's kind of like. He's talking about how he yearns. Have you ever yearned? Um, What is the difference between a crave and a yearn? George says that he's craved.
2: How would you define the difference, John? I would say a crave is something you want right now, like chocolate, whereas yearn is something that you want in a broader sense for your life, like a chocolate factory. See what I did there? I did see you. You, <laughs> you made them both about
0: chocolate about chocolate. Yes. Well, here's the dictionary difference. Crave is a uh. feel to feel a powerful desire for something, to ask for something, to give infants the human touch they crave. That's, like that's John Grady get. that's John Grady. Uh, yearn is to have an intense feeling of loss or lack and longing. Yeah. Also oh, interesting. So yearning is when you you feel like there's something missing, uh, whereas crave is wanting something. So I think Chris, your example was weird and kind of wrong, but but also <laughs> right.
1: So yes. you could still technically yearn for chocolate cake because you feel yeah. like you're missing. Like yeah. my dessert is missing something. Mm-hmm.
0: Like I yearn for Patrick right now. <laughs>
1: It's got a man crush going on today. It's
2: loving. It's not happening, Cameron. All right. Get <laughs> over it. Week,
1: next week, it'll all be back to normal. You're making
2: so, our guests feel awkward. No. Well, it's, it's a bit of it's like a hazing. You
0: know, Justin had to put Absolutely. up with this. Everyone I ex-
1: fully expected this. You
0: come in, you have to take the heat. Yes. Uh, end of the scene. George accepts the keys, uh, decides to decline Kramer's invitation to yearn for Los Angeles. Uh, but agrees to get his spare keys back from Elaine to give them to Kramer. Now, I thought that was weird because, once again, it's not like George and Elaine are that great friends yet. It's just like something happened off screen and they're like super friends now and she's got his keys.
1: Correct. Was it just not too long ago that they could not coexist without Jerry? Without a
0: third party. And then she became a key brother or a key sister?
1: Makes no sense. No. Crazy.
0: (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. In the next scene, we're at Elaine's and George is uh, anxious to hand his keys over, and then Elaine decides that she wants her keys back from George. Uh, A lot of short scenes here all in a row was my kind of thought. Uh, However, what I did really like in this scene between Elaine and George is, number one, Elaine and George often have uh, really good dialogue. I like the way that they talk to each other. I think it works really well. And also in this scene is the beginning of a long time theme in Seinfeld where Elaine says that she's got to find new friends. And Elaine is constantly wanting to not be a part of this group anymore. And yet she can't get away with it. She is this group. She is them, but she seems to be the only person that's aware that it, it is not a great group to be a part of necessarily. Do you think
1: she's too good for the group? Is that what she's thinking in her head? That she's, she's better than them.
2: I think it is. And you know what? That's, 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 that's BS. Is what it is. She's equally as horrible a person as the rest of them. Absolutely. Despite her yearning for new friends, huh? It I weren't. think that I think I think I think when she did get new friends, they were horrible. She hated it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that Elaine is too much a part of this group. But Elaine, uh, oftentimes, Elaine sees other people doing good things, and she almost wishes she could be that person. But she's just incapable of being that person she's not a good person um but I mean she does try on several occasions to divest herself of these friends but it, it never quite happens for her um back at Jerry's uh Jerry has called George over because he's worried about what's happened to Kramer he hasn't seen him for a while and uh they look in no one's home and Newman shows up Newman seems to know what's going on but he won't spill the beans
1: yeah. All all I could focus on in this scene was Newman's shirt. That's all I have written down there. Two things, actually. One was Newman's shirt, and one was why is there a doorbell on Kramer's door? Because I didn't see a doorbell on anyone else's door. But mostly the shirt.
0: <laughs> um, I liked that Newman used Elaine as a human shield in the scene, as, like, Jerry threatens to beat Newman up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> his, his cries for help.
0: Uh, It's a good scene. I mean... Jerry does a good uh, kind of shtick with uh, Wayne Knight. Uh, they have good chemistry, I think. The
2: little shakedown.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a an old time noir or something like that.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, as it turns out, Newman knows where Kramer has gone to. He's gone to yeah, La La Land. Yeah, L.A.
1: Now he so up until this point. The only person Kramer has told is George. That's right. And he leaves, he tells George, who doesn't fully believe him, at least what I got out of it. He tells Newman, he doesn't tell arguably his best friend and closest friend, George, Jerry, and he takes off. Goes, what? doesn't leave a note, no, no communication, just gone. He's mad at Jerry. Uh, you're moving across the country, you say something.
0: Apparently You'd you don't. you think. What I don't understand is why doesn't George say something in the scene. He's like, "Oh yeah, Kramer's moving to Los Angeles." <laughs> Good like point. he knows what's going on and yet nothing, nothing said. Very strange. But maybe maybe that's just me. Yeah. Uh so now we have uh again a, a lot of like short scenes coming up. So there's a you know, if you guys want to jump in, feel We have
2: uh, but... do we get to the scene where Kramer's doing whatever that is in his car. Uh, I wanted to touch scene. on that. that is this next <laughs> scene. So
0: no. Kramer's in the car and he's just acting like a psycho, kind of singing and eating food.
2: I don't know what he's doing there, but you said that that, that <laughs> the previous scene was like him going through like withdrawal after being a drug addict. Well, he's back on it. Whatever he was on before, like he's just
1: he's like having a driving seizure. Like it's worse than a lane dancing. You know what it seemed like to me, Chris, was a little bit different than you, but all I could wonder was, had the music he was listening to felt like it was right out of Contra? <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> you know, like, hey, there was no lyrics, nothing like that. All he was doing was just, like, jamming away, chewing with his mouth open, and it sounded exactly like a music that I would picture yeah. while I was playing Contra.
2: Yeah,
0: not
3: bad. What is that that you're
0: playing? I, I started playing some music by accident. I, I just meant to download that.
1: Yeah, that I thought you were maybe playing the Contra music. <laughs> no,
0: I wasn't. I don't think this has any meaning for you. Chris, have you listened to, or have you watched the new Arrested Development yet? Uh, only a few episodes. Okay, so you probably don't know about this yet then. It's alright, it's all good. Please, uh, please continue talking about uh, Kramer's High.
2: Well, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Looks like he's... He just looks like he's going, like he's, he's just going nuts in his car. He did, he's going
0: insane. Yeah, like,
1: or Doom. Doom. That's the game I meant. Doom. <laughs> it's closer to Doom than Contra. <laughs> <laughs> Great game, by the way.
0: Well, they're both good games.
1: Yeah, except Contra is extremely frustrating, and Doom is extremely easy to beat. IDDKFD. IDDKD. Done.
0: Full ammo, or uh, full full uh, invincibility, and all weapons. It's actually
1: called God Mode. Well, that's invincibility. Yeah, but in this game, it's God Mode.
0: In the next scene, back <laughs> at Jerry's, Jerry is eaten up by what's going on. He's racked with guilt about whatever's happened to Kramer, and he just can't, can't handle, handle it. Meanwhile, Elaine isn't really buying into uh, Jerry's attempt to absolve himself of blame. But, uh, Jerry... He's got to try and do something. He's got to try and
1: sort this out. What do you guys think? Is is this Jerry's fault? Um this goes back to the question I was asking at the very beginning of the show is 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 this all because of him losing the keys or is this something that would have happened regardless of these this yeah. situation? I don't think you lose your friend's keys,
2: you have to go on a freak out in LA. I don't think those two necessarily follow. Like this isn't like 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 fear and loathing in las vegas does not start with hunter s thompson having to give back his friends keys (laughs) yeah
0: so but is this is this jerry's fault though is jerry to blame or is kramer just crazy
1: jerry is the those could it could be both one has to do with the other but not the other way around yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I think this would have happened. Like Kramer had said uh, in one of the scenes, is saying to George that ever since he was in that uh, Woody Allen movie, <clears throat> he uh, he wanted to get into the acting game. Yeah. This was something that was going to happen eventually in Kramer's life. This was just the catalyst that fast forwarded it.
0: But in the later scene, Kramer's telling the story the fairy tale version of the story he's hung up on it and kramer cannot get over this jerry is an ogre and kramer is a handsome young prince
2: i couldn't help but think in this scene about the scene in return of the jedi where c-3po is explaining to the ewoks what happened in a new hope and then there's like sound effects coming out of his i don't know I always kind of assumed the sound effects were coming out of his stomach, like there were speakers in C-3PO's stomach. I assumed but, they
0: were coming out of his mouth. Why out of his stomach?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Did I just C-T-T-P-O figured.
1: Did C-3PO have a CD player in his chest?
2: <laughs> That's right. But I just imagined like Seinfeld, like boom, 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 coming out of like Kramer as he's telling this story, and they're all like, "Oh, yeah, yeah."
0: Finally, it's been a while since we had one of those. <laughs> Kate okay, Penny, get out of here.
1: Leave John alone. Go, go down the floor. I'm oh no, there's a good space I for you. just don't understand cats. She likes you. No, I, I get that, <laughs> but I just don't this is why I've never been a cat I like cats, but I'm not a cat person. I don't I don't understand them. Well
0: unlike a dog, she can get up on the table. And, and, and she slam wanted some her attention. So she, yeah, so she just started rubbing her face all over you. That's
1: good. Thanks, Penny.
0: So uh also in the scene I couldn't help but notice that Jerry uh, takes this into his own hands by calling Kramer's mom
1: who has this a is... great taste in music.
0: Well, so there's two things here. Number one, why does Jerry have Bab's phone number memorized?
2: Yeah, and also don't we f- isn't like Kramer's mom becoming like a part of the show like a revelation later on in the series?
0: yes but at this point they've talked about his mom a couple times and she's just kind of like a drunk Mm
3: -hmm. that's nice
0: um but also in the background she's listening to paliaci which is the same music that uh oh why can't i think of his name i keep wanting to say what's that the barber no 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 joe d'avola the music that joe d'avola listens to when he's like putting his clown makeup on to like stalk elaine that's right Wow, that
2: must, be, that must signify craziness to to Seinfeld.
0: It does to me, at the very least. Now I have it associated directly with being insane.
2: Or drunk, at least.
0: Something
1: like that. Now you've ruined that song for me for life, because now I will as well. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And now I'll just picture Joe Davola putting on his clown makeup. Joe Davola's creepy. We haven't got that far yet. We shouldn't even be talking about him. Joe Davola?
0: Well, we can talk about him. Joe Davola's not until, like...
1: Season A of years four. from now, is it four uh, that early? Oh, season okay. four.
0: Um, next scene: Kramer's in the woods. <laughs> uh, I I don't have too much to say about Kramer in the woods. Do you guys have anything to say about Kramer in the woods? Not the not woods.
3: especially.
1: But just the scenes following it, though. I mean,
0: yeah. Who so.
1: in their right mind would pick this guy up? Look at him. Yeah, but look at the
2: rest have... of the people in that van.
1: Yeah, well, but the first person that picked him up was the, the, the biker, was it not?
0: Okay, so here's, here's what I'll suggest. Uh, for the sake of uh, continuity yeah, for our right. episode, let's combine Kramer's next ride. So I'll introduce each one, and then once we do that, okay. we'll go back and follow the Jerry storyline. So <clears throat> uh, Kramer's still on his way to LA. Next person he's with is he's with the biker. The biker. He's riding on the back of a motorcycle, and he asks the cyclist if he's ever had an accident. <laughs> He
2: sure has. He sure has. And maybe it, I also thought about this. I'm like, wow, you know, it must be a lot easier for them to do external location shots in L.A. Taking place in L.A. Given that the show is actually filmed in L.A.
0: Chris, you just ruined the secret of the show. Oh. Uh, yeah, it probably is easier. Although I guess when you had as much money as Seinfeld and eventually you have an entire street set built for your show. Works out. I guess. Yeah. Uh, why would you ask a person a question like that while you're riding on the bike? It can serve no good like value for you
1: whatsoever. No, I, it's something you'd rather not know. And just in your head, this is a very safe driver.
0: I mean, in some ways it reminded me of uh, our friend Dave. Chris, you know Dave very well. I do. And Dave has an incredible knack for often asking a question in a situation where most people would probably interpret it as being socially inappropriate to ask a question in that moment.
2: I do you uh, talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the one that came to mind in particular was the time I was at the bank. And I was just making a <laughs> deposit. Oh. I was just making a deposit at the bank. And he was just, he was there with me. And as I'm doing my transaction, he kind of leans on the counter over to the guy and says, Hey, you know how they say, don't be a hero or anything like (laughs) that? There's going to be a robbery. Do you guys get any danger pay or anything like
1: that? <laughs> Your friend says this at a real bank.
0: Yeah, In yeah. the bank, to the teller. I mean, I could see this guy getting nervous, like his hands like reaching underneath for the panic button as Dave's there. And I mean, the whole question was, you could just say, do you guys get danger pay for working in a bank? That is already a question that's like maybe... Like a little bit uncomfortable for the oh person. But to start your question in that manner with that huge pause
1: leaning on the counter. Oh
0: yeah. You know how yeah. they say
2: I thought I was a I was like, a I'm like for a second I was like, is Dave gonna rob the bank with us?
1: <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, this takes the whole let's do some robberies to a whole new level. Yeah. <laughs> it was
0: Dave. It was, it was Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and in the end I closed my account there and moved <laughs> my account. probably to for to the best. Uh so next up on Kramer's uh, series of rides into Los Angeles, Kramer is in the back of a van with uh I don't know Charles Manson or something. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. He tells a weird story uh which is an analogy to what happened with the keys about <laughs> uh Jerry the Ogre and Kramer the young prince.
2: This is the part that I tell was like C3PO.
0: <laughs> yeah, and how Kramer is cast out of society because of the keys, uh, and he's telling the story to I don't know, like I said, the Charles Manson, family. yeah, and his family, yeah, uh, in the back of a van, and
1: all quite take a liking to him.
2: Yeah, they're it's just what people in California are like.
1: Everyone is like all that. of them,
2: yeah. Especially the guy who says
0: that if someone tried to do that to him. He would run him through with this knife, and he pulls out a knife, and in a crazy face and voice, is twisting the knife around, talking about how he would stab the person who betrayed him. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and Kramer shows a lot of sense in the scene, and is immediately, you can just let me out here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which, which isn't like Kramer. You, I didn't expect him to do that. I mean, you expect a normal person to do that, but Kramer isn't a normal person.
2: No, Yeah, but then there's other
1: girls, like, all over him. Which you think that would counteract it, and he'd be into it. Because he yeah. likes the crazy chicks. Yeah.
0: Now, I don't know how you guys got into this situation. Let's just say, somehow you're in that situation. You're in the back of that van, mm-hmm. and this happens. What do you do? do you, are you like Kramer? Because in some ways, I'd almost be nervous to be like, let me out right away. Because they might I'd be worried that they think I was turning on them or something.
1: So you're, would, you're waiting for the next pit stop, and you're not getting back in the van, is what you're saying. Yeah,
0: or maybe, like... After a minute or two, start to make inquiries about getting off the you're off like, the van.
1: So are we? We're. I think this is getting close to my stop. Yeah, you're ringing the proverbial bell. Yeah, in a minute, in a little while.
2: Okay. With proverbial. Listen, John Grady. <laughs> I don't know what kind of listenership you think we have here, but you're gonna have to dumb that down a little.
1: I've got other. At big least words. for
2: me, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I'll see what I can do for you, Chris.
0: Uh, Chris, what would you do? Would you just, like, jump out the back? Would you try and play it cool?
2: What would you do? I mean, I would try to convince them I was a god. Chris would
1: try to get something from the girls first and then get out of the van.
2: Absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like the first thing to do is just establish myself as as their leader. Um, Well, the alpha male. Well, like, it seems like they're all over him. Like, teach us the ways... Like teach just, just the ways of the secular world, Kramer. Um, but I would, I would, I would want to to make them think that I was, I was, I was worth not murdering. Let's One of just... the
1: things that came to mind for me was a later episode. The what is it? The the Peterman reality tour. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of people that Kramer needs on that tour because these people were buying every word he was saying and. In no world, I think this is a, a, a rough quote from a later from that episode, is in what world is this guy able to teach reality or show people reality? <laughs> These people have no business in the real world, and therefore Kramer is the perfect leader for them.
0: And yet there they there they are.
1: Yeah, there they are. These are the kind of people that would pick someone up on the highway that looks like
2: Kramer. And it's also how Kramer could have a cult. I mean Kramer Kramer should have a cult.
0: I mean I, he probably kind of does.
1: Yeah. What oh uh just to backtrack for a moment really quick. I thought maybe one of the two of you would know. I figured because it happens in almost every episode there's a um a voice cameo. I figured the biker, you know, being fully covered might have uh, the voice might have been, you know, Larry David. Larry David, but It's uh, not, I, is it? It's not. I didn't think so.
0: Uh, I'm not sure who it was. I was pretty sure it must be a cameo maybe by one of the writers or something like that because of the way they have that guy's face. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. How obviously they, the, the painstakingly the steps they took to cover his face. Well,
0: let's just take a look here. Uh, oh, it's actually someone named Eric Allen Kramer. What? Eric Allen Kramer. Oh, I know him. So he was.
1: Robin Hood men in tights. Mm Mm-hmm. He was Little John.
0: That's right. You just read the description there. It said he played Little John. Well, I, I saw his face.
1: Oh. I went from the picture. He
0: was also in American Wedding, a TV miniseries called Man Eater. Yeah. One, one episode of How I Met Your Mother and one episode of Monk. All right. Well, don't talk about this guy again. All right. Uh, finally, uh, Kramer hitches a ride in a big rig. And the lady who's driving the truck, well, she thinks Kramer's awfully sweet. And uh, offers Kramer uh, an opportunity to drive the big truck. Get behind the wheel of the big machine.
1: Big mistake. Do you know how to drive a double
2: clutch? Now, this woman, uh, I gotta say, with that haircut, I, I looked at this woman, and I'll tell you what my notes say for this woman. Oh, cuz i go. I think I'm spot on on this, all right? I feel like this is how John Connor's mom would have turned out if Terminators never tried to kill her.
1: (laughs) And I don't think you can argue with that. That's, that's... Spot on. My mind was not there at all, but now that you say that, absolutely (laughs) right.
0: I can't believe you'd talk this way about one of the stars of... Our favorite Poly Shore movie, Jury Duty. <laughs> Sarah Connor was hey, in Jury
1: Duty? Don't tell me what my favorite poly Shore movie is, already. Right. <laughs> it's right. No, it's in the army now. Yeah, and I happen to be an Encino man. Man. All right, so that's, we all have three different films. Yeah. Great films in their own right. Maybe Biodome, honorable mention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do like Biodome. The <laughs> the anatomically correct uh, action figures. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she lets Kramer drive this truck, and I mean, I don't want to be disparaging of this lady, but how stupid could she possibly be to let Kramer drive this truck?
1: No kidding.
2: Well, she got all over street smarts after Kyle Reese put a baby in her oven.
1: <laughs> no, let me ask you guys a question. She couldn't um, build bombs before that. This is true. she had a a bag full of pipe bombs in the back seat. that's right um, <laughs> what <laughs> That picture is amazing. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Chris. I think wow. Murphy Brown says it all. Murphy Brown summed it up nicely.
0: Well, if anyone wants to know what happened there, head on over to whatsthedealshow.com and check out uh, this week's picture. Uh, we've got quite a treat for
1: you. It's got a picture of yours truly on it, and uh, it's, it's, it's quite a masterpiece. <laughs> um, but uh, going back to the scene, my question... Personally, I, I drive a mean stick shift. I love stick. If I, Almost every vehicle. Listen, This is a family podcast, John. <laughs> no, well, this is where I'm steering the show, okay? <laughs> no I know pun Cameron, intended. I know Cameron here. He's uh, also a fan of the stick shift, the, the five-speed. Mm-hmm. You know, the newer vehicles, the six-speed perhaps. But, uh, you know, classic clutch. I personally don't even know what a double clutch is. So, do you? I, I don't really know what
2: double clutching
0: Chris, does. Chris, do you
1: know how to drive a stick? No. No. Do you know how to drive? No. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I, I Never
1: stopped I, me before, though. No, fair enough. But I mean, in every story of you and Cam in high school, Cam's the one driving, but he's also he with the one su- with a sweet car. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Freaking so, babe magnet that thing was. So, yeah.
0: A double clutch transmission, huh? uh, also known as a dual clutch transmission. Uh, so it's a semi-automatic or automated manual uh, transmission, and it uses two separate clutches uh, for odd and even gear sets. So think of it this way. That, uh, the best way to understand it is think about your mountain bike. You have two sets of gears... Right, so you have each one has different sets of gears, so you can be one and five, one and four, mm-hmm. three, ta ta, and then you can go up to two and five and Correct. four, and so that's the same thing on a dual clutch transmission uh, mm-hmm. on a big rig, and so big rigs need that more finite amount of power delivered, right? Because so if
1: you, oh yeah, because I mean, going uh, up a hill uh, or something, dr- when you're at a red light behind a semi truck, they're going. Kh-h-h-h-h. They're, they're shifting three, four times before you shift once.
2: That's right. That's right. Okay. So basically, I also don't know what things, an engine brake is.
1: I, I see those signs all the time. I don't know what that is either. So yeah. an, en- an
0: engine brake... Uh, Tell us, wise boy. Uh, I will.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and if someone knows more about vehicles than me and I make a mistake here, you can correct me next week. If you're a big fan of the Neutral podcast, you they can could, let me know.
1: They could put it on the Facebook wall.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so an engine brake... Is So the brake in a standard car, you're not braking the engine. You're, you're slowing down the wheels. Mm-hmm. You're applying clamps to the wheels to slow it down. Same as like a bike. Uh, that's what the brake pad does. It depresses the pad down onto, uh, and onto
1: that, the And actual... that, my friends, is how brakes work. Yeah.
0: Uh, an engine brake actually directly slows down the engine itself. So it cuts down the, the power that the engine is outputting directly.
2: Uh-huh. So why do they say not to
0: use it sometimes? Uh, because it's very loud.
1: Yeah. It's always you will always see it in residential areas. Mm. I, always, I don't know why, but I always assumed it was like an engine break is in. Like, you know, if you're a big truck like that, if you you know, if you, if you're driving a, a car and you, you downshift, the engine revs really high. I thought maybe it had something to do with that, but obviously I'm quite wrong. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm looking at it right now and it's basically exactly what I
1: said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because he's well, the wise man. one so yeah. it, it, sl-
0: it slows down uh, it slows down the actual engine as opposed to like a, the brakes on a standard car which apply friction to the
1: I think Chris what, what Cameron's basically trying to drill home here hammer home here is that his IQ is probably double yours and mine combined
2: yeah I know that but I mean I know that I know that's in grade 9 biology why do you think <laughs> I sat b- beside him ribosomes
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: Golgi bodies You know? All that good stuff. Avonic bonds. That's a thing. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know what that is, Chris.
0: (laughs) So, finally, there's a short blip of Kramer. He's arrived in L.A., and in a weird 90s reality, he's roller skating down some beach boulevard. Is
1: that, wait, can you even say that's 90s? I mean, he was wearing roller skates, not roller blades. They had roller blades by then.
2: I know. I had roller blades by then, for God's sake. Some, some people selected
0: uh, it. It was
1: kitschy. I feel like it's kitschy now that... Yeah, it wasn't kitschy then. Saying, mm. I would not... Let's put it this way. Living in Victoria as we do, would you be surprised to see your stereotypical hipster using roller skates downtown Victoria? No. No. You would not be surprised.
0: What does that have to do with it? What I'm saying is that... <laughs> I feel well, like, like point in A the proving.
1: 90s, in the middle of the 90s or early 90s, it was too early, there were, there were no hipsters, mm. it was not a thing yet, yeah. and that this was just lame. Yeah, people
2: were wearing fanny packs unironically.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: In well, fact, I think well, George well, wore, didn't George wear a fanny pack earlier in the series? He, he wears a fanny pack. Didn't you? we talk about this? We have. Yeah, it was a point of contention. I actually
0: believe it's the name of one of the episodes of our show. There you go. <laughs> That's correct. I believe the episode
2: is called "George Has a Fanny Pack." <laughs> Hello and welcome to What's the Deal, the only would, fanny pack review podcast.
1: Would you wear a fanny pack, Cam? Ever? We've we've
0: talked about this. I don't. know. I want to know. It's, know. it's, it's yes the first no. time you're on the show, and you're already repeating stories.
1: I'm asking about stories that have already been told. There is a difference. <laughs> There is I a like difference. I want to try... I know I've worn one as a child. I want to try it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, back in the main Seinfeld storyline...
2: Uh, dodging the question.
0: <laughs> Jerry arrives at his apartment, and he's forgotten his keys. And so, he sets up at Monk's, and he's calling Elaine. Elaine's not home. She has his keys... So what he ends up doing is calling George down to monks, and George comes with Elaine's keys. Uh, And then George has second thoughts about letting Jerry have the keys, and they have some classic Three
2: Stooges fighting at the table. You know, George's ability to rattle off some of that dialogue is amazing. It's a really good scene. It's a really good scene, and he just gets through some really tough, dense dialogue really, really well. Like, that stuff's hard to
1: do.
0: Listen to the professional actor here. He kills it.
1: Well, I mean, one of the three of us has been in a movie.
0: Yeah, now Chris is in one, too.
2: Nailed it. Before that, I was just in those movies where, like, the webcam and people on the internet told me what to do.
1: (laughs) Are you talking about uh, chat roulette? (laughs) No, because I was getting paid.
0: (laughs) Do you think, like, uh, Jerry... Is out of line here. Do you think that this is acceptable?
2: Being as I close so, as they all are, the arrangement is to get. The arrangement is for Jerry to have Elaine's keys, and everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly. Why do they need to get in there? Is it to get Jerry's keys? To get Jerry's keys,
1: which aren't even there. Elaine's carrying them on her person.
2: Well, let's not see. I want to go back. I want to go back and take back an answer I had earlier where we said if we were Jerry, we'd have George have the keys. I would have Kramer have the keys. I mean, I would try and get some ground rules about all the freakiness in my bed, but it's just too convenient. That's why he had the keys. I mean,
0: when you find a condom in your bed because you let like Kramer oh, have the keys... Oh, oh.
1: Hey, that's still unproven
2: that he right. anything. Maybe you just do a little tit-for-tat. Maybe you just say... Oh, you no, you don't. Maybe now Jerry's just got caught blanched to the hot tub. No. He doesn't
1: have it yet. Doesn't have but it he yet. Will. and he's not a hot tub guy. Oh, that's dumb. Hot tubs are great. Yeah, I, I have an issue with hot tubs. <laughs> I just, I mean, John got gonorrhea from, yeah, a I got <laughs> from a hot tub. John got gonorrhea from a hot tub. If I've had the right amount of liquid stimulation, I'm, an, I'm, I'm enjoying the hot tub. But if I'm just like if i'm at a public pool or or just at someone's house and and i'm stone cold sober i'm not too many things are running through my head and i don't like it i I don't like it at all
2: that's a shame it's too bad i I guess so by the hot tub
1: but i mean chris how many times have you been in a hot tub in the past five years where you were drunk where you wait
2: in the last five years
1: that in the last five years or let's say year that you weren't drunk first Oh, weren't drunk first? Mm. Yeah, how many times? Zero? <sighs> not zero. But significantly uh, smaller than your total sum.
2: Than the drunk ones, yeah. Yes, there you go. Yeah. That's my point. But I mean, it's not like Jerry couldn't have a few drinks before going over.
1: He could. He yeah. well
2: could, yeah. He and his moderately attractive date.
3: <laughs> oh, that he God. could
2: do better than... <clears throat>
0: So in the next scene, <laughs> I'm really getting a sense of what it means to be Patrick.
1: Yeah, Patrick what brings a lot to What did you think this was to, to be
2: like, Cameron?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I feel like you knew exactly what back was going to happen. Be like. So the guys are breaking into Elaine's place and uh, they've already started to snoop around more than just looking for the keys and they come across Elaine's manuscript or script, I guess, uh, for an episode of murphy brown that classic show yeah. uh and then in what is classic uh sitcom framing jerry and george start reading the script right by the open door mm-hmm. and in comes elaine
2: or else are also gonna read it <laughs>
0: exactly and uh as john mentioned elaine has the keys with her for some reason uh, not very helpful to Jerry. Maybe she was just at Jerry's place.
2: Probably. Probably Slooping had a date around. there. Yeah. Breaking in. Exactly. Trying to get it, Trying to get ideas for her Murphy Brown episode. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, this is, this is crossing a line, right? Like, when you're going through people's drawers
1: and stuff. Yeah, well, was it in a drawer? I don't remember. Uh, or was it just out on top of, like, a...
0: It was on top of something. Okay, but so... she locked her front door when she left.
1: True. Now... With this close, tight-knit group of four,
3: mm-hmm.
1: are you, like, you know, what Kramer did was crossing the line a bit, I guess. You know, what we our consensus was a little bit split there, so it wasn't necessarily a consensus at all. But the point is, you're <laughs> this tight, the four of you are this tight, and you're just, like, at the condo. Do you really, are you upset? I'm not.
0: I am because they're not invited there. Like, if I had invited them over and they came in, or if they came over and I let them in, and then they were kind of, like, looking at something and they saw it, then you know what that was on me. I left that out, but I feel like you know as as it was right here. They came into the house, unwelcome intruders into her space. So it I, I don't think it's okay.
2: Fair enough. What if the uh, what if what if the episode was really funny? Even the, like the Murphy Brown episode was really funny. Even if, then,
1: because she did. You know her tone changed as soon as he yeah. said it was funny.
0: Well, yeah. when you get a compliment, you you're compliment. Happy. Bam! All of a sudden. Um, all right. So, final scene of the episode. We're back at Jerry's, and Elaine's talking about how she thought she'd just give it a stab because those writers make good money. And then they <laughs> see Kramer on TV, uh, playing Steven Snell, I believe is the character's no, that's name. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and he is in uh, the. Maybe the strangest Seinfeld
2: crossover I've ever seen.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
2: Now, uh, I was raised by TV, so I watched a lot of Murphy Brown, actually, back in the day. Are you aware Uh of the Murphy Brown secretary convention? John. I am, at least. No, I'm not. Every episode, she has a new secretary, and they're always terrible in a a, a quirky way. And And that's the point. The idea that she says I've got a good feeling about you, there's, 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 there's the joke right there.
1: I see. Ah, see. I didn't know that. I'm not a Murphy Brown fan. It was one of those sitcoms that growing up that uh, my mom watched and almost by default I didn't like it because of that. Oh. So uh, it was a complete write-off for me.
2: Yeah, I liked Murphy Brown.
1: But I just I just felt that, uh, that Kramer as Stephen Snell was just Kramer in a suit he was just yeah. playing himself. I feel like if this was if he truly was cast as Steven Snell and they're just like, "You know what? We're going to replace you next episode. Uh, just be yourself." And that's what he's doing. Mannerisms and all.
0: Now, there's another weird crossover with Seinfeld that's not on Seinfeld though. There's actually an episode of Mad About You where oh. there's a Seinfeld crossover.
1: Oh, what's that one? Oh, another hold classic on. Classic 90s. Um I
0: don't know. Um, It's when he's... Doubting his... uh, He's, like, doubting his relationship or something. I'm not sure exactly how it works, uh, but... Oh, here we go. So, it's in the first season. He's feeling... uh, Paul is selling over his old... uh, The lease of his old apartment... To the current guy who's subletting and it's okay. kramer and it kramer's the guy who's subletting
2: mm-hmm. yeah mad about you is really bad i watched like every episode of that too That was a terrible show
0: i mean i remember watching it all the time but never really liking it was that yep.
2: helen hunt Am mike yes that? Yeah. yes remember when helen hunt was famous and people thought she should be in movies they gave her an oscar Helen right. Hunt. For, what did she get the Oscar for? Good as it gets.
1: Oh, with uh, Nicholson.
2: Yeah, who also won an Oscar for that movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a, a bad of, movie. Here's a
0: little couple interesting
2: contradictions. Helen Hunt walking around with an Oscar, though. That boggles me.
0: Contradictions of the uh, crossover on Mad About You, of course, is being, number one, that George watches Mad About You with Susan. Yep. So that TV show exists in both oh. worlds. Uh, And then also, in the Mad About You 7th season episode, season opener, uh, Paul is walking around uh, under the effects of Viagra and runs into Jerry Seinfeld in the street, who tells Paul to go away. (laughs) I would. Uh, At which point uh, in the chronology, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's supposed to be in jail. So there's a lot of On the outro of the episode... There's problems uh, all over the place here. Jerry talks about how much he... Uh, likes flying, and do you need keys to fly a plane? <laughs> now,
3: a good I had, question. I have not thought question. about it, but
0: I'm going to say right now: yes, there are keys.
1: I say there are uh, absolutely not. For for a plane like a Cessna, yes, there are. I, yeah, I like for like are. a 747 though. A 747, I say there are not.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. I think the I think the 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 prevention about you know making sure your plane doesn't get stolen out of the parking lot. Has more to do with not being able to fly a plane.
1: <clears throat> I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily agree that it, that's the only prevention. But that's I feel it. like, you know, you see the captain, the stewardesses, they all enter the same way you do as a as a passenger. Yeah. They go through the check. They go through all that. No, not to the same extent. But not
2: following you here, John. I'm not what, following it either.
0: What I'm saying <laughs> is
1: they go through security checks. That is the captain. That is the pilot. They let him on. They've seen him. He goes on. That's the security check. That's the keys. Yeah, but anybody I go through the security check. Yeah, I know, but they're on the plane before you are.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if I just ran down the causeway into the plane, could I just take it if they I knew how to fly a plane? You. What if they if they didn't see me? You're telling me that the security check Do you is, know
1: how to now we're now well, no, we're but at I'm just saying to say to someone, if someone someone yeah. knows how to but if someone now knows how to at, fly
0: a plane, okay? <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh I'm hijacking a plane.
1: Well, you've been Googling everything else. Why aren't you Googling this?
0: Because this is is interesting this way.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Uh, That can't be the security. The security check can't be the security for the plane. Why not? Because everyone goes through,
1: as you said. With a plane, when the planes are like at the the loading bay where the the thing comes out and attaches to the plane... Mm -hmm. um, They're at the gate. They're at the gate, sorry. Uh, it's, It's parked, like, you know forward you know you have the, to, you, the, 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 the planes don't back out they have to be pulled out by a truck and put onto the the way and then they drive forward onto the runway they john, cannot john the planes, that's, back, that's out. The what, planes what, back out true at all what truck is towing a plane <laughs> they do that all the time there what, are those <clears throat> the plane goes in reverse. There the are those, goes there in, are it has more than one they gear. Attach to the landing gear and they there are no, trucks on no, the runway no, that no, guide. No, Yes, no, there are. No. Google it. No. See, not, this is what we
2: really, really do need, Patrick. Because yeah, Patrick, Patrick flies Patrick planes. Knows.
1: Yes, that's correct. But I know for a fact, because I've seen it, there are trucks or some sort of device-like truck, a truck-like device that pulls... Truck-like device? It's basically <laughs> a, a tugboat, like but on the, it's a tugboat but on a, <laughs> a tugboat without water, you know, you know, a tugboat guides a large ship. This thing guides a large plane.
2: Uh, no. Yes. No. So yes. here's here's the here's the here's the safety. Here's the the stop against getting your plane plane jacked from the from the airstrip. It's not a single thing like a set of keys or anything. It's just all the protocol. Like, there's a million steps that are more than just the, the pilot putting it into gear that actually allow a plane to take off. Like, I mean, there's a pilot and a co-pilot and things like detaching the, 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 the walkway right from the plane. And you only get that once you've got a go-ahead from, like, several people. There's just It's the whole process of steps that if one of those steps doesn't happen, none of the other steps can follow through.
1: Yes, I agree. Just so you know, though, Chris, I Googled this on my phone, and the first picture is of the truck I was describing pulling the plane and guiding it into the proper spot. No. Just so you know. Yes. No. Yes. No.
2: Oh. <laughs> I deny it.
1: And I, as I read right there on, on Cameron's Google, the, guy, the number one answer is about- not reverse.
2: What, what? The,
0: top, the top answer says? Most people don't know that an airplane can use its engines to move
1: back. Oh, I was reading that. I didn't. I thought that was the top one right up there.
0: I mean, I'm not sure. John's showing me this picture. I can't deny this picture I'm seeing.
2: Yeah. Well, I I trust. Hold on. 747 reverse thrust. No. Just
0: Google no. truck pulling plane. Okay. Let's talk. How do planes back up? Yeah. From the
2: gate. Little okay, Uh, so
1: there are thrusters. Thrusters, you know, the Enterprise (laughs) (laughs) Star Dock, you know, or uh, Space Dock, whatever you call it.
0: Right here on Wiki Answers, John is about to have a golden moment. The answer, the answer says, uh, truck like device. Some some (laughs) aircraft are capable of going backwards on their own power using thrusters, however, not all aircraft, thrusters, too. Yeah, full.
2: Thrusters on! Oh my god!
0: Uh, so, but not all aircrafts are capable of doing this, and uh... oh, so planes that cannot do it have a specialized truck attached to the front wheel and pushes it back.
2: Unbelievable!
0: Wow! So but I wonder. So which planes, though? The big ones. So, but how big? Like, could a seven thirty seven? I'm just.
1: I, yeah, good question. I, I'm just going large passengers. Yeah.
0: I I don't know. I I can't really tugboat. So I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now. I guess maybe the plane not being able to back up is maybe the good one. And think of but it this way. No, I mean I guess if you're gonna steal a plane, you could just have a guy steal the truck. I mean we've kind of gone off track
2: here, but I feel like you could just steal the truck.
1: You you could steal the truck, I guess. Yeah, but but again, <laughs> there's
2: the 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 tugboat step is just one in a series of steps. Like, you know what? If they want to block you from taking off, they just pull another 747 with another tugboat in front of your frickin' plane so you can't get to the runway. I don't don't think that's what they do. I don't think they just line a bunch of planes up. No, I don't think, yeah. But I mean, if they've they've gotten to the point where...
0: Barricade that thing in with our $5 million plane. Let's yeah. see if they hit it. If, if yeah. a person
1: is willing yeah, make to sure try and that steal a seven thirty seven, any any airfield, any airport that can handle a seven thirty seven or seven forty seven or bigger is a very busy large airport. Am I correct yeah. there? Now you can't just even if you were one person. Planes steals have the been truck.
0: hijacked. Yes. Planes have
1: no, been no, hijacked. Yeah, though. No 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 on, no hold on, hold on. on the tarmac. Finish. So you have a guy. You're my you're my truck guy, Cam. I'm you truck you guy. you stole the truck. Kay. You got you tugboat me out there. I Kay. get out on the runway. You can't just take off. There are planes coming and going every minute. You're gonna something's gonna happen. If, if
0: some crazy guy has it out there, you think that the flight tower is still gonna be like, just keep landing. It's your turn. Just land. Don't worry about it. No, no, don't worry about the guy that stole the plane that's just rolling around there. You yeah, just come that's in your like defense. normal. <laughs> I think that they'll clear the runway for you.
2: No, just let him go. Just let him go. <laughs> Did they clear the runway in Die Hard too? No, no. <laughs> I think when, I was waiting for the Die Hard. To, to minimize
0: <laughs> to minimize human loss of life, they would just they'd just let it go.
1: Right, uh, write it off.
2: Yeah. But right, what it's if yours. Pla- what if there's passengers being yeah. being tug-boated and hijacked away? Tugboated.
0: Well, if there's passengers on it, maybe maybe that's and they're barricading my- that sucker. In my scenario, I don't know that they're putting up the planes as the barricades. Though. No, not planes. But, no. Why don't put some like spike strips or something? On the ground,
1: say, how easily the would it be to take out one of those flimsy? And I say flimsy; they're not actually flimsy for you, those out there flying. I'm sure they're very safe, but they look flimsy compared to the size of the plane. The landing gear could be very easy to take out one of those wheels.
2: Just put a bunch of the of the Bluth family trucks, you know, out there. <laughs> stair cars.
1: Or oh, car. why can't,
0: you get they're one of those stair car trucks?
1: You're driving the truck with the stairs. You you line it up next to the and you like, just run like gets uh, off, everyone gets off. Everyone gets off. So fine.
0: none. So nonetheless, have we, we not all seen we, liar liar? We've digressed so far here. I don't um, remember where we I don't are. See how. The point is, are there keys for the plane? No, it's the question, and I think there must be something. I mean, how at the very least. Yeah, maybe like some sort of like code. I mean, they that door. I would accept the Getting code. Get past the door. Maybe they lock the door.
1: Maybe there's no keys, but there's like a punch code or like a, a fingerprint scanner, some sort of higher like tech a, like a card, key. maybe that you a put card, in. absolutely a card. Okay. Retina scanner. You know?
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Okay. Or how about a how about voice authorization, you know? This is Captain Sh- Jones. Jean-
0: sure, sure Bruce Wayne, Captain uh, whatever Jean-Luc you think Picard. is going on there. Uh,
1: Captain's authorization alpha you know niner echo
2: john i was gonna be so impressed if you actually do <laughs> picard's like you know, voice what, authorization for the enterprise the way you know that what, like data did when he hijacked the ship
1: do you know what was funny as i watched an episode of tng today and it was the one where they were doing the radiations uh scan or Hold the
2: radiation sweep and he gets stuck in 10 forward and
1: he gets stuck in 10 That's forward Here's that a one and sweet
2: he episode
1: and he uses I know. That authorization code and i forgot it like i got that no was, excuse three hours how did you ago. not
2: know that was gonna come up
1: i know i should have known by the way when you guys finish uh, last week's episode when you finish this uh, seinfeld uh, the obvious answer is tng i agree with chris oh yeah chris mentioned tng
0: yeah. So head on over to whatsthedealshow.com where you can check out all the show notes. Maybe we'll have a Wikipedia article about keys and planes. I don't know. Did We've we got a great a picture for answer? this week. No.
1: Can, no. You, can we find out? Oh, good. Oh, we just you, you know, this.
2: Going, hey, listen, Mike Seeps and a guy yeah, whose name I just don't yeah. quite believe. Like, like you, uh, you guys find this out for us. Let's pass the buck. Yeah, I'm all about passing the buck.
0: Great.
1: Consider so, the
2: buck past.
0: What's the dealshow.com. Show notes. Back episodes. We got it all. We got pictures. Check, check out, it out the
1: picture. It's a good one. Uh, it's good. and
0: while you're there, you can check out this week's other business. So <laughs> I I'm, I'm,
2: I'm I'm, okay. Where's where's other business? Is it the last one on Glassboard? It's on Glassboard. Okay, I'm, I really hope it's something I can hate this week. I mean, we've been doing all this There's stuff. There's been a lot in... of positive stuff. Oh, really. it's been driving me nuts. I'm not going to... I know.
1: I all right, care. well, I was... you,
0: let me introduce it to you, and you can make up your mind. All right. Okay. Yeah, so know. here we go. Uh, Norway's boring TV trend attracts legions of fans. So have you ever watched The Fireplace on Love TV it. at Christmas time? Absolutely. Yes. Well, uh, in Norway... Uh, They've had some very successful programming on TV recently, including a seven-hour train ride from Oslo to Bergen, an 18-hour live stream centered on salmon swimming up a river. uh, A river? And then, uh, exceptionally popular, uh, it is estimated that half the Norwegian population tuned in to a 134-hour live broadcast of a ferry navigating the country's coastline. In 2011. Okay, oh, and we, I'm just gonna
2: say right now, this totally explains why, like, 90% of our listenership is from Norway.
1: They have no taste in good, like, entertainment. They, yeah.
2: Clearly,
0: they do if they're listening to our show. They
1: can spend an hour You're and a half
2: listening to people talk about nothing, not even just the show about nothing, literally,
1: drivel. A uh, hundred and thirty-four hour, did you say? Yeah, Jesus so you can, Christy. on here
0: we have, I have a time-lapse version below that only takes 34 minutes.
1: Oh my god, three uh, I couldn't sit that long.
0: And in May this year, uh, crime author novel, uh, novelist uh, Hans-Olav Lahlum spoke to a journalist for 30 hours. Oh my god. And uh, hundreds of thousands of people tuned in and watched what? Do they know? So, nothing better? Is this one of those? Num- number one. It's Norway. We know the answer to that. Number one. John, what do you think? Initial impressions.
1: Oh my God. Like I love the, the, the Christmas log. Mm-hmm. Love it. But that's not, I'm not watching it. I love it. Put it on the background, turn it up, get that crackly and popping. I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. I am not, never going to sit down for hours and hours on end watching a ferry boat ride. God knows I've taken enough ferry fairy rides in my life living on the island as we do. I'm, I'm staying as far away from this channel as I can.
0: Now, I don't know if the Christmas log is a tradition around the, around the world. So if anyone Explained doesn't know it. what it is, <clears throat> the, the Christmas log, it's a television channel that's on only around Christmas time. Uh, you can also get DVDs and things of this. And it's just literally a camera pointed at a fire like a fireplace, and every once in a while a little hand comes in and pokes the fire, throws another log on or something, and it just runs endlessly.
1: For those who don't have fireplaces at Mm -hmm. home.
0: Um, Chris, what's your initial reaction to to this?
2: (sighs) I don't know. I mean, I remember one New Year's where the you know, you and Patrick and I, we did spend a lot of time intently looking at that Christmas log. And we like really by did. the end, by the end we were shouting at it and we were waiting for the sleeve to come in. And we were waiting for that one log to get poked again. Because it was on a loop. It was only half an hour. It was on a loop. And by the end we were like taking bets on when that's when the when that one log was gonna get poked. Because it needed to. Um I thought that was a lot of fun, but you know it depends on the quality programming that you're putting on for monotonous television. And what do they do for sweeps, huh? Well, that's
0: when you pull out the big guns. That's when you... Yeah. That's when you... That's, like when, the that's, fairing, when, it's, that's,
2: that's when it's like must-see TV, paint-drying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Grass-growing. Chris, yeah. I'm kind
0: of uh, of the same mind as you here. You know what? My um, Initially, a little dismissive. Thought it seemed a little crazy, but... We did really get into the Christmas log. And you know what? I think hey, in the right situation...
2: really drunk, though. But that's Is the all thing, you know Norway what? drunk all the time half, for 134 half of Norway. hours straight?
0: Well, they have an amazing quality of life, according to, you know, the, those, like, polls where they, they take the census mm-hmm. on... Uh, Is it and...
1: one of the longest life expectancies in the world?
0: Yeah, and, like, generally, I think, very happy citizens. Yep. So, maybe they have been drinking a lot. I, I
1: know I'm happier. It cleans you out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... So, you know what, with the right thing in the background while you're doing something else, maybe, maybe for a little while. So, the question I put to you and the question they ask in this article, uh, and we'll, I'll put it to you first, John. What would you do for Canada? What would, what would be Canada's version of boring TV? Uh, CBC Television. So,
1: oh man! Oh, you oh, just was, killed
2: my joke. I was,
0: about make loved, co- I
1: was so about
2: to make a corner gas joke.
1: Just love that up there. Oh, that um, was
2: that was CTV.
1: It was CTV. Yeah. Uh, Anyhow, John, quintessential. Um, how about the first thing that comes to mind? How about just a camera at uh, uh, the falls? The falls. Niagara Falls. Niagara John. Falls. <laughs>
0: Or, as we call it in Canada, the
1: falls. You know, where the water spills over the edge. And not the American side, the Canadian side. Right. Okay. Okay. Maybe every now and then a guy goes over it in a barrel. I mean, that would actually. I would watch that, that would if just sleeps. like
0: randomly. Someone was gonna go like barrel. It's,
1: like, it's a live. It's a live footage. Like a webcam. Yeah, and, but and there's just no some there's some no commentary. Crazy. Just
0: the sound of the but water yeah. and
1: just like they have those. I've seen them online. You know, on the local news every now and they're like, oh, someone's put up a webcam near an eagle's nest. Mm-hmm. Tune in. This this webcam has a million hits. It's like what? What are these people doing with their lives? <laughs>
0: they're watching an eagle. <laughs> Why? I know exactly. They're watching I, the majesty of nature, John.
1: Oh.
2: I know exactly what the Canadian version of this would be. It would just be a Zamboni just circling
1: the ice. Oh,
0: nice. You know what? Because I was actually thinking it would be great, uh, them building like an outdoor rink.
1: Just watching randoms skate?
0: Well, no, the building of the rink and to the point where they skate. That's too much. That's That's
2: too much stimulation. It
0: wouldn't be very long. No, it takes a while to build an outdoor rink. Not really. It takes days. You go out there, freeze you're your next so layer. No,
1: but now like are you fast forwarding when they're not doing anything?
0: Because you only uh, it, work. It like, only if you're doing a, true it only runs rink, a you do It only it runs at the night. Okay, okay. So it's a nighttime yeah. show. Okay. Um
1: I've done this, living in the interior, you know. It it does take a lot of work. I spent a lot of my childhood packing down the snow and watering it down and Getting that nice level, which I never achieved. The Zamboni,
2: Zamboni I spent my childhood watching Murphy Brown.
1: Oh, I'd love, I would pay to see you on skates, Chris. Uh, I've seen Cameron on skates, and he is all that is jock. He defines jock. You got that right. Me, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Some suggestions collected
0: here Uh, maple syrup dripping into a bucket.
2: Mine's better.
0: A coast to coast ride on the uh the railway. Oh,
1: that's that's actually not bad. I would I would probably watch that. that. Would, out of all, all these ideas, of these ideas, I'd watch that because you go from whether which it doesn't matter which side of the country you start on, you're going through some incredibly unique parts of the country.
0: Majesty of the country.
1: You can go to tourismcanada.com and find out more. Uh,
0: yeah, but they about, never travel. The humble just, beaver building a dam. Oh, nah.
1: No, that would be good. Uh, I'd watch that
2: one. What's humble about a beaver?
1: Yeah, why why do they call showing it showing off his construction skills? Why is it consistently referred to as humble? Because
0: it kinda like quietly goes about its thing. It's not it's not showy, you know. It doesn't have its, its own.
1: What animal it, what what large rodent is showy? What, okay, what you animal know, what, is showing off?
2: What other animal is constantly making me look at their house? Huh?
1: <laughs> hey you, look at this. Look at what
2: yeah, I'm yeah. I don't know, a dog? She literally stops traffic so I could live here. Well, water traffic.
1: Water traffic.
0: Is that yeah. a thing? How about a groundhog? There's a there's a show off for a Oh, I saw my shadow going back into the hole.
1: Yeah, but I think he's yeah, forced into the that. He loves it. He does it. love it. He may not have at first, years and years ago, but he loves it now.
2: Well, that's because he's just, you know, he's hooked in you the know. lifestyle of all the cocaine and women that come with yeah. being Tony Phil
1: you know like a month or two before Groundhog's Day he's like he's he's working out he's getting that that Groundhog Day body back he's, he's hanging f- out with Bill Murray oh, for sure <laughs> William Murray what a guy yeah.
0: <sighs> BFM well uh, you know I'm gonna go ahead right now it's just one final thing of this other business for this prediction Patrick loves the idea of this television station really absolutely I yes Yes. This is Patrick's thing through and through and through. Oh. I he was there you
2: know that know. night when we watched the log a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean he looked the worst <laughs> he of, looked of the all worst. of us. By far. It's hmm.
1: okay. good to know.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, head on over to what's the deal dot you know, one final uh, plug for our show and check out our list of Episodes, shows, yeah. mm-hmm. show notes, pictures, other business. It's all there for your perusal. Absolutely. And Jonathan Grady, what do you know about our social uh, media policies? Well,
1: I know uh, because I've, I've ventured there myself, you guys have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You have a Twitter feed, which I also follow. I've, I'm one of the 22 people that like your Facebook page. You can leave a message, a comment. You can like us, add you know, add to that twenty two. Maybe you'll be number twenty three. Wouldn't uh, that be uh, special? I, I think I heard uh, Cam promising uh, the twenty fifth like person gets a prize. Um, I may have made that up, but you know, <laughs> send a message. Maybe, maybe he'll mention you on the show. You never know, you know. So you can tweet us. Uh, Twitter's Cam's quite good with the Twitter. Mm. Uh, his Twitter machine. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll uh, he'll tweet you back. Uh, maybe uh, you know we will take some questions every few shows. They'll do a question show for next business oh, or maybe. other business. You know, hard to
0: say. Absolutely. Uh, Christopher Young, is there anything else people can do to uh, help us out, get involved with the the community a little
2: bit? They can go to iTunes and in the review section, they can tell us if a seven forty seven has keys or not. Nice. <laughs> this is going to be
1: a topic that'll come up again and again at breakfast yeah. with us.
2: It's like it's like it's like you know. One star, it has keys. Five stars, (laughs) it has no keys. And it's like everything else on this show, only five stars is allowed. (laughs) Or you can, you know, rate our show, but also only five stars, like usual. No keys.
0: So tune in, of course, next week as uh, we open up with our 40th episode of What's the Deal show. Thank you. Um, We will be looking at the beginning of probably uh, the most heralded season of Seinfeld, the breakout season, season four, episode one, and two. The two-parter conclusion to the Keys, the trip, in which uh, George and Jerry set off to Los Angeles to try and save Kramer. Meanwhile, Kramer is having trouble making it big, and... There's uh, a serial murderer running around. Dun dun dun. Yeah, I know it's yeah. a little, little, little scary, isn't mm-hmm. it? Also, uh, while we're at it, I'm trying to, uh, trying to recall it. Uh, Kramer meets this, there's, <laughs> there's some sort of uh, special celebrity guest star that Kramer meets. A young Hollywood actor. I'm trying to remember who it is, and he tries to give him his script. Does anybody know who that is off the top of their head? No. No. Oh, I, I really wish it was River I Phoenix. I don't think it's River Phoenix. Tupac. I don't I don't think it's Tupac either. You know what? Before we end the episode, I'm going to I'm going to quickly it would have been look it up. It'd good if it
1: was Tupac. Tupac would have been good. That would have fit yeah. right in with the I show.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't think it's Vaughn Armstrong. When, when was Tupac shot again? Like 94. 94, so we're getting there. Yeah. His last TV appearance before being shot was on Seinfeld. Yeah. It's not, it's not Tupac. What is it? Oh, is I thought it like, as if I was like as as if I was pronouncing it wrong or something. I'm like, oh yeah, Mr. Smarty Pants? What yeah. is it? How how is it pronounced? Tupac? Yeah, I was gonna
2: say, are you gonna make the six pack joke that everyone's dad, <laughs> dad makes?
1: Oh my god.
0: Uh oh it's it's Fred Savage. Oh, oh. nice. So next week. Uh, I believe old friend Patrick Armstrong will be rejoining us, which allows me to give an opportunity right now to say thank you very much to Mr. John Grady for lending his voice and talent to What's the Deal show today.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was a pleasure being here and an honor. And uh, I, I know Patrick is up in Comox right now, and, and very soon he'll be be aware that his, his job is very safe for the, <laughs> for the lengthy future. But uh, like I said, I had a great time doing it.
0: Well, oh, fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, so, as always, from all of us here, a hearty thank you from this week's special guest star, Mr. Jonathan Grady. Aloha. And, of course, your old friend, Christopher Young. Yep, bye. And myself, Cameron Wong. Thank you very much, and we will be with you again
1: next week. <laughs> there you go, so, John. That's a show. That's yeah. how it's done. So when do we start the show? When When does this begin? Okay, when click on my tape? link. when do we tape? Here we go Let's I just see just I just see young Winnie Cooper. yeah,
3: no, oh, oh, look at that, yeah.